Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. the inaugural episode of Amigos, broadcasting not live from Amigos Studios East in the heart of Hurricane West Virginia. I'm here with Aaron and Brent, and we are going to talk about Arcade Pool this week. Excellent. Um, But Aaron and Brent, before we get into the main event, there's been some happenings in the world of Amiga that we should probably discuss. Oh, yeah? And I leave it to you to tell us about those happenings, Aaron. What's new in the world of Amiga News this week? Well, I'll tell you what's new in the world of Amiga News. I've been at the beach all week, but it was glorious. It was a glorious week to be an Amiga guy at the beach. Unfortunately, there were no Amigas did at you the bring, beach. Did you bring a very long extension I cord? I did not. I unplugged. I relaxed. I kicked back and enjoyed a lovely, lovely time. Soaking up the sun, which you can see in my tan. I believe I'm getting some new hair here, here, and possibly here. And so I'm, I expect... Keep us abreast of those developments. I expect a full afro before Christmas. That's what <laughs> I'm going for. I want to be... Uh, at least I will accept a Garfunkel. You know what I mean? I would always accept a Garfunkel. Oh, yeah. So, but we can talk about some of the news that, uh, that we made as a, a collective... The ARG slash Amigos slash Amigos Retro Gaming Collective made some awesome news this week. And let's talk about, let's talk about first, uh, why don't you talk about this uh, new music that we have, that we've just heard. All right, well. Because that's, uh, that's something in itself. Incredible music. Yeah. Yes. yeah, we have a new theme song that comes to us from Dan Ross. Uh, we should also give a special shout out to uh, Amigos supporter Joe the Zombie for actually figuring out what the original theme of the Amigos was. Uh, Which was what was it again? It, I don't even it, remember. It comes from a game called um, Projectile by Electronic Arts and Eldrick the Cat Software. You want to go back and, and and check it out? I put it on there, um, and it is the it's like the level select music was not something that was very obvious to anyone. So kudos to Joe the Zombie for figuring it out. And um, and Dan Ross took it upon himself to re-record the theme and put in some Everything Amiga voice samples for us. And uh, and he's he's just, a, he's a man among men. Which Dan I believe Ross. he said he, he made those he, samples himself. That's right, he, he yes. recorded the voice samples himself. So he's a real renaissance man, Dan Ross. Uh, Project Overkill is his SoundCloud page. I'll put a link to that in the uh, description to check out all of his stuff. He does all kinds of awesome mod files, including one featuring the voice talent of one Aaron Dowdy. You're, you're on there as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was um, when you sent me this over, I was, I was very uh, moved and humbled by the fact that I... Once finally have appeared in a mod file. I used to love these mod files back in the day. So to hear my, my own voice coming out, albeit it's the wacky remix that has uh, taken the world by storm, Boat. My kid, every time I say wacky, now he yells at me. <laughs> Stop it, Dad! 
<laughs> I'm, I, I thought he'd carry around a little hotel bell and just ding the bell. Yeah, no, he might as well. <laughs> I didn't realize that I said it so much on the show or in real life. It's uh, you're you're a person that's a just few words, uh, known by a catchphrase. You're like the dynamite guy. Oh, you're man. like what you talking about, Willis? Oh, man. Say the word, Aaron. Yeah. Say, Say the word. The word. <laughs> no, I'm more than a word. I'm a man. Dream Catcher put out an article this week, boat, and you had a good read. Tell us about uh, what the DK was up to this time around. So, um, one of my favorite arcade games uh, of all time is a game. It's not it's not a hugely famous game, but it's a car game called City. Connection. Oh and, no! And <laughs> yes, I know. What is it? Your un unbelievable love. I love game. City Connection. Now I know you don't like it. What do you think? I, I hate All it. All right. So I'm alone in my love <laughs> for City Connection, um, and I've pined for an Amiga, uh, an Amiga version of City Connection. I thought that one didn't exist, but one does. Um, Dreamcatcher wrote up a review and a history of uh, this game called Car V Up. And it sort of looks like Carve Up. I don't know if that was what they were looking for. I the bet it V was. is capitalized. I bet it was. Uh, but uh, it is basically City Connection with lots of different environments and some extra stuff thrown in for the Amiga. So make sure and check out that review on everythingamiga.com and look for an Amigos Plays. I'm going to do an Amigos Plays of that coming up soon. Very good. Um, just hot off the presses. Real hot. Uh, I looked at this last night. I haven't even blinked it up on my on the uh, Google Plus. There's a new CD32 compilation. You heard about this? No. Is the this from Beer Compilation? This is for our good friends at Indie Retro Gamer. Uh, Indie Retro Indie News. Retro News. Get right to pay the price. Oh, what are they going to come get me? I, me and that guy are like that. You know him so well. I you even know he, his name. He, well, he that run, guy. He runs the uh, the 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 big Amiga Facebook. His group. name is Neil Green. That's right, Neil. Me Good. and him are actually. What right you now. and him are tight? We go way back. Is that why you put the smack down on me when That's I botch right. the name? Nobody well, bespoches the name. Man, well, I'll bespoach anything I want. <laughs> so they've got, they've released this thing. Now it's is a this gimmick. From, is this from Amiga J? I would. I one would assume any most of the CD32 compilations are. Uh, this is the beer. Multiplayer compilation. Uh, the beer multiplayer compilation. Uh, I'm looking over the list of what's on the beer multiplayer compilation, and there's some pretty good stuff that we've actually looked at. Now, some of the stuff, I don't know, I don't get it. Uh, you've got, like, Alcatraz, which, uh, granted, it's <laughs> not something I think about. You've got uh, uh, Blues Brothers. Have you ever played the Blues Brothers game? We've done an Amigos plays on it. It's I, don't, I, I did not I mean, watch that. Yeah, I, I, I played it. It is not a great game. Did you see the Blues Brothers 2000? It is not a great film. Okay, that's right. You've got your, the Bonanza Brothers. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Quack, Rodlin. So there's some good stuff on the on the comic. What does the beer have to do with it? You know, I'm I'm assuming I'm because looking I know at you trying at, to find that. At first, I thought that it would be there would be beer featured in these games, but I'm pretty sure that there's no beer featured in Rodland. Well, it's 50 games, mm -hmm. um, and the uh, it looks like it's from a uh, uh, Iraq. E-A-R-O-K. Oh, e -E he is the programmer of the new release Amiga game. Uh, I can't remember it, but Amiga Bill just did a stream of it. It's like a freeway chase or highway chase. So, uh, Iraq has been busy. 
I would assume that by beer it means it gets you some beer. Mm -hmm. These are multiplayer games. Some multiplayer mm -hmm. right. games. That makes you sense. Get, you get liquored up. Mm -hmm. You play. You play uh, sabotage or whatever. <laughs> Alcatraz. Or, 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 Alcatraz. Which I, that game was straight up that's, stone cold sober. That's not a game that you want to be liquored up to play. No, you need no. your full faculties. You're yeah. liquored up if you're going to Alcatraz. <laughs> right. And it's on that toilet made uh, grape wine mm -hmm. or whatever. That bathtub gin. That not good. Um, we released now. How many? Uh, how many of the Amigos, uh, Amigathon? Uh, where are we at on the Amigathon this week? You've released. Uh, while I, believe, I was out of town, you released. I what, believe two that more? hour four is the four is the, 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 yes. the yeah the latest one, right. and that includes the uh, the 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 highlight of Amigathon for many: the D Paint Challenge. The D Paint Challenge. Now, the D Paint Challenge. I personally feel you got screwed in a little bit well, because. While I clearly was the victor, my D paint challenge uh, actual painting was horrible. Uh, I the mouse was horrible, mm. and also I was I was so excited to get D paint working right. that I just I was devoid of ideas at that. It point. was a struggle, to and get you it up didn't win. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought I did no, win. No, I won. You didn't win. I won. Do you remember that? <laughs> Is that how you remember? Well, it? we're leaving it up to you, the viewer. To comment on the YouTube, uh, the YouTube page for e on either on either this video or Amigathon Hour Four. Who do you think should have been the winner? And we're also looking for uh, submissions for the official mascot of Amigathon 2018, Lame the the fifth turtle. Uh, but he's so, not a turtle. <laughs> he's 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 a, he's, the, he's the fifth uh, representative of an ant-like species. Like, <laughs> never has a character been so aptly named. I would like to retake that challenge when we get that laser mouse attachment right. gimmick, and then we'll see how we do there. Because I can give it enough time. You know, I'm not creative. I, I can't. I, you're, I would lose his, it. His box will have my four box. sides this time. <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was gonna roll through a picture fit, but I can't. I would lose over and over. I want to be creative. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. Well, um, maybe uh, in, in the future we'll have a, another special D paint challenge involve Ooh. more folks and even involve uh, you know the, the 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 amigos community. That would as be well. fun. That would be yeah. fun because D paint man, if you know what you're doing, it's awesome. Oh yeah, people were sending me. us people were sending us stuff all through the marathon that they created on D paint that was slightly more impressive. That, yeah, yeah. Can it get any worse? <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think. What else did we get? We knock out this week. Of course, we had uh, ARG presents. Uh, which was Vectrix, mm -hmm. uh, which we had a lot of fun doing. Uh, Vectrix is one of our favorite uh, consoles, and so uh, we, got, we had a good time episode. ripping that thing Real out. Real fun episode. And uh, now, Bo, you have uh, uh, an excellent interview. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so I, I had a good fortune to interview uh, Bill, uh, Amiga Bill, uh, Bill Winters, for uh, the Insert Disc 2 show that drops every Friday. Uh, he talks about his life with the Amiga, the uh, WOG, the Westchester Amiga Users Group that's up in New York that still continues to meet to this day. Uh, and he also shared some of his stories from working in the film industry for the past, I don't know, 20 years. Uh, so lots of stories about uh, Martin Scorsese and uh, the guy from Titanic, whatever the his guy, name was. The L that guy. Um, and he's, he's, even, he's even got some Bill Clinton stories. So uh, yeah, make sure you tune in and watch that. That's one of the what's one of the best uh, interviews that we've, we've done on Insert Disney. When you told me about this stuff and, and told me what he... Because I had no idea. Honestly, I had no idea that he was this... Uh, uh, big time player. Mm -hmm. I just thought he was a Amiga guy, you know, like us, you know. And uh, uh, 
Uh, who knew? Right. That explains everything. <laughs> now, Bo, what are our credentials? Well, we, we interviewed the big time players. <laughs> we once saw a photo of Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I saw Titanic in the theater and bought the soundtrack. Oh, that's right. You are a big Celine Dion fan. My heart will go on, boat and on <laughs> and so, on. So make sure you check that out again. Um, you know, insert this too is a show that is it's a different topic every week. Sometimes it's an interview. Sometimes it's just us, us sitting around chatting about different things. But uh, sometimes we yell about stuff. We complain about politics or the local economy. Yeah, we, we try we do it all. Oh. We badmouth local towns sometimes. <laughs> we, we try and uh, try and cover all the bases <laughs> on on insert this too. So yeah, that's what's going on on this on the site this week. Uh, so that's that's all I got. That is all I've got for Amiga News. Tune in next week for a larger, more robust news section. <laughs> now that I'm uh, recovered, tanned, locked, cocked, and ready to rock. You're like a bronze Greek god. Yes, I had to take a slight break that much, but now I'm back. I'm ready to go. What's the god of sloth? Take off. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> you guys told me to leave, and no, I said I no. Yeah, man, I knew it was something. So, shall we move along? Let's move on to Team 17's own arcade pool. Arcade pool. Now, just just from gathering, just from speaking to you, just uh, the mere moments, because we do not talk off camera, but... Never. <laughs> never. We don't associate with each other at any point. <laughs> but I, I, we may have a we may have a throwdown on this one. So let's talk about arcade pool. Now, that, actually, you're probably thinking to yourself, arcade pool? What are you going to get out of that? Well, let me tell you something. I, I hit gold, I think. I love this. I love when you find a little something out. So, uh, Arcade Pool was actually released uh, sort of like three times in a, in a, in a way. You have your uh, your 1994 really one disc budget release, right? Straight up budget title, uh, and of course, as Boat said, uh, this was put together by Team Seventeen, and it was developed by Antethesy. All right, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Now you're looking at this and thinking, what is that? Well. Uh, the, the guy that did the, the bulk of the work on this thing is a guy named Mario uh, Savoya, mm. right? I'm pronouncing it all. You can see I've been on vacation. And he he has confirmed that the name means uh, antithesis in Italian. Okay, makes sense. Uh, and he thought it up for Arcade Pool. <laughs> so this is the only <laughs> title that was that was that was uh, that he used that. Under. So the antithesis of something is the opposite of something. Right. So what is the Arcade Pool? What is Arcade Pool the opposite? You'll have to of? ask Camario mm. because he, that's something I did not. I don't know, but uh, it, it 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 meant something. So. Again, this was developed by Mario Savoia. You had the uh, he did the coding and the graphics. He was involved in uh, several other games you may have heard of. This one keeps coming up: the One Thousand Miglia Megilia. Oh yeah, you want to help racing me out? Game. The racing game yeah, that you covered. I, I think Miglia. you did an Amiga's play on that. Oh yeah. Uh, he did the three D World of Soccer. Mm -hmm. uh, he did the uh, he did a, a cover disc we may have to check out sometime called Arcade. Snooka, uh, which one would assume is this with Snooka? Well, I did take a look at this on my stream. Did you? Uh, you looked at Arcade Snooka. I looked at Arcade Snooker so and Arcade Pool. It was, it was great. Um, you, now you know, you know that you're going at that's that's rarefied air there with Snook with the Snooker. I, you know, I've grown to love Snooker uh, ever since <laughs> we ever since we did it on is ever since we covered Jimmy White. I still on occasion 
We'll check out uh, highlights of uh, Jimmy White and the Hurricane and all of those guys. I like on watching. I watch between that and darts. I've mm-hmm. picked up two things. And one thing I like about it is when they is you're at a like in a pub generally, and people are liquored up. They're liquored and so up. So that makes it way more exciting. The right? old videos are the best because they're yeah. smoking, they're oh, drinking, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. carrying around. It was, great. It was yeah. great. Old American pool was like that mm-hmm. back in the day. It's not so much now. Uh, so this had a release. Uh, as I mentioned, was a disc, and then it came out. There was a basically an, an enhanced version, and then there was a CD32 version. Now, this game, to its credit, uh, of course, this is Team 17. Uh, when when you boot this up, it uh, it detects extra memory or whatnot, and you will give you the benefit of what you have. Uh, the CD32 version is very very similar to the AGA version, except you get this sort of uh, background. Uh, pool hall noise. And uh, I found out that they, to get this noise, these guys took a tape recorder to a pool hall mm. and just hit it, hit it in their coat. Wow. And, and they just took that and put it in the game, which I think that I thought that was great. So uh, now uh, you've got the little ditty, you know, there's a little ditty. It's a little ragtime number. Right. That's the Bramble. You know, yeah. He, he's back. Yep. Now, of course, ATR, Agony, Alien Breeze, done a ton of that stuff. So now, Here's something I thought, this is something I thought was pretty interesting. Um, one of the guys that worked on this was Stefan Boberg. Okay. Now, he, he was a, he was back in the crack game back in the day. That's where he started out in the, in, the, in the scene, right? He ended up getting picked up. This guy developed, he was one of, one of his greatest achievements, possibly his greatest achievements. He developed LHA. Oh. Now, you know what that is. Brittany, you remember, it's a compression. Right. Right. It's what all the WHD load files come on. Yes. Uh, and this was a huge deal. And uh, and presumably that's what he did for T17 was the compression angle, uh, which I think is awesome. Uh, this allowed their games to be so robust because they had this incredible compression and it would decompress mm-hmm. in memory when it needed to or on the, on the fly. Uh, this stuff we used, uh, it was sort of like, I mean, when I was on the PC, most of the time we used Zip. For stuff back in the old days, but LHA yeah, was PKs it. it was same, I mean, it was the same thing. And the story behind Zip is a whole is a whole wacky. You know, that's a whole different gimmick right there. So something else I found out about this game. I read this two or three different places, so I had to confirm it. A fellow that worked at Team Seventeen was named Rob Northern. Mm-hmm. Now, does that name mean anything to you? No. Nope. He's the fellow that was responsible for the copy protection. For and this game was known to be incredibly difficult to copy. You know, I, I've thought a lot about this. You know, what what if I would have been, uh, you know, in charge of a publishing house back in the day or a software development house like Team Seventeen? Yeah. I think getting somebody like that on my team, he would have, he might have been the, the highest paid person on my team. If you can get somebody that can develop a very hard decryption, you know, mechanism, sure, uh, but still doesn't, you know, keep people that have. Purchased your game from playing it like the RoboCop dongle debacle. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. You're gonna be, you're gonna, he's gonna make his money back in spades. Right, and and you've got to remember, of course, the Amiga was a super pirated machine, mm-hmm. so you could come up with, and there were a few competitions that, admittedly, I, I didn't have any special devices. Some people have special disk drives, or, but I had every program you can have. And there were a few games that I couldn't, like I didn't have this, uh, the ReadySoft uh, LaserDisc uh, games. I could not copy those some of those discs. So there was cockpits out there that could beat practically anything, mm-hmm. short of hardware-backed floppy drives, for right. example, or, or custom 
custom uh, written BIOS in your, or, you know, or, or controller chips and your things. So pretty good stuff. I thought that was neat. I, I saw that mentioned on Lemon. I look, start to got the look, and apparently this guy was a real, he, that was his bag. He was real good at it. Now, did this get copied? Probably. Uh, there was also a PC version of this. Uh, the PC version is known to not be that good. Uh, it was ported. It wasn't, Team 17 didn't do it. It was ported over by another company, and apparently the ball physics are wackaroo. So that's it, it, a avoid at all costs. So let's talk about the actual game, Arcade Pool. So you, uh, when you play this game, you are greeted with a uh, nice little jaunty tune, the credits roll, and then you've got your, your selection. Now, I will give this game props. It has a million options. Right. Yeah. It's got table color. You can play UK or American ball style. You enter your name. You, you've got, you can have tournaments and all these various game uh, types. You've got eight ball. You've got nine ball. You've got make your own rules ball. You can house rules. You can do trick shots. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got practically everything you could think of from a pool perspective. It, like I said, the trick shot thing, you could actually take and just move the balls where you want and just try to do a cool shot, which I thought I thought was neat. Uh, the tournaments are awesome. You can have one to eight players. You can also have uh, uh, computer players. You can play the computer. You can skip matches in a tournament. You can watch the computer play itself. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the various people that are in the game uh, have varying degrees of difficulty. You can set the difficulty between rookie and pro, uh, which I had to. I just left on a rookie. I was no way I was getting near pro. And uh, you can uh, even select the the the, uh, the roughness of the surface uh, of of the of the pool table, which was cool. Uh, it had a, I can't think of much more you could add in terms of gameplay options. Can you? I mean, that, do you think it pretty much covered the bases there? Absolutely. Uh, um, the uh, I usually played it with the American style balls, but there was uh, the uh, the UK style balls are sort of red and yellow. Mm -hmm. uh, they were they were fine. They, they may play an eight ball way easier. Well, yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, I, I thought it was okay. Um, the the way you shoot the ball. If this is an entirely two D game. There is unlike uh, what was the other pool game we played that had the three that had the Jimmy, one, White. Jimmy White. That was which that was a, a tour de force technically mm -hmm. of 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 three D pool on a on effectively a two D system. This is a tour de force of two D pool on a two D system. Uh, it, it's a very simple interface. It literally really doesn't even require you to have any sort of hand eye coordination. Mm -hmm. uh, it is all um, you know mouse driven unless you play with the uh, the joypad, which I did not play this on C thirty two. I don't think I'd like the idea of using. The mouse nor or a joypad normally for a game like this, but you could do it on the CD32 because again, this isn't a game where you actually have to simulate shooting the ball. You set the power, and the base of the game shoots the ball for you. Right. So you don't really need the mouse. You could. This is one of the few games you could play with a joystick. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be that big a deal. Um, so you're presented with a table, uh, whatever game you're playing. If you're playing just uh, eight ball or or, or whatever. And you, uh, so a person breaks. It's a flat over the head view, and you uh, click on the ball you want to you want to shoot. You uh, it let you line up. It gives you a, a pull cue with sort of a broken diagonal line that kind of tells you the paths you're going to take depending on how much power you put behind it. 
and then you once you've set the power gauge, you hit the button, it shoots, the, or you hit the right mouse button, it hits the ball, and you watch the balls do their thing. I mean, that's pretty much how it works. What did you think of the, and I'll throw this to both of you, what did you think of the overall uh, game from a fun standpoint and how it controlled? I mean, did you like playing pool like that? So, I guess I'll go first. Um, I love this game. Uh, I vastly prefer... Um, you know, it's it's rare when we play a game this week or for amigos that that I I kind of lose myself in the experience and I I, I lose track of time. I, that happened with this game, and I'll tell you the 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 one reason why is because of the single player nine ball challenge. Um, I'd never seen that before. Uh, I didn't even know that there was a you know a variation on pool that was essentially a one player game. Uh, the way that this mode works is that you get points based on your performance in playing nine balls. So for every ball that you pocket, you get 500 points. Um, there's a high score setting. Uh, the crowd cheers for you when you make a good shot. You, you, I, um, you don't, you don't have to, I, normally it has to sink a couple balls or make some kind of incredible, because they don't just cheer every time. No, I don't, in fact, I never figured out why. I, I, there would be times where I'd make a mediocre shot that's and, right. I, and, and that's, I'd get a huge ovation. That's exactly it's, what I wanted to say. That's exactly the same thing. It, I was still like, made, What's going on? it still made me feel good, though. Um, but I thought that as a, as a pool game, if you're only going to own one pool game for the Amiga, uh, this it was the one because it's the most complete package. I mean, it's got every very, I don't know if it's got every variation, it's got tons of variations. Uh, you can play tournament style with tons of computer players or a mixture of CPUs and, and real players. Uh, the action is fast. You know, you're moving from shot to shot like that. A lot of that has to do with the fact that it is the simplified overhead 2D top-down perspective. Um, but you have full control over your ball in terms of, um, you know, it's not a dexterity-based shooting mechanism like it is with the mouse. You don't pull the mouse back and fire. You you set the gauge with, uh, with the mouse, you know, between 0 and 100. You decide where on the ball you want to hit it. And then you press the left mouse button and it, it shoots the ball. So it's entirely skill-based, which I like because I've got enough problems playing pool as it is. Entering, you know, having that extra dimension of like, am I pulling the mouse back? What is the mouse sensitivity through the emulator doing to me to make this worse or better? Um, you know, none of that was there. I thought that um, the option for having music in game was cool. I don't know how you know, like the, the the tune, just like any tune, will get repetitive after a while. But it wasn't super super annoying. It would have been cool if if Alistair would have recorded you know a couple different ragtime tunes. But it does give it that sort of pool hall feel, you know, mm -hmm. as you're playing. I thought the ball physics were were great. I thought that the the sound of the balls hitting the balls was was very accurate. Um, and I, like I said, I like the high score function that you got from the one-player game. It, ga it gave you a reason to come back and play it again and again. Uh, I enjoyed this game very much more than I thought I would, and I would choose it over the Jimmy White game. Uh, in fact, I went and looked at uh, Arcade Snooker. Snooker! as it's called everywhere else but this room. Um, and, uh, and and I love that too. I thought it was great. It, it really brought home the fact how much bigger a snooker table is than a pool table. Snooker tables are, I mean, they're like 20 feet tall and the balls wow. look small because of it. Um, but anyway, uh, this full marks for me. Brent, what do you think? I, I am a connoisseur of pool games. Oh, <clears throat> I have all the way back to playing them on the arcade machines. 
the old arcade cabinet where you actually had a part of a stick. Mm-hmm. I would love to own one of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are great. They go for um, a ton, too. But 2D pool with the arcade where you sink, you have so many balls you have to sink to stay alive. Uh, I prefer it. This game, however, great ball physics, with the exception the brakes can be a little wonky. I scratched uh, a lot on the brake. <laughs> you, well, you can actually overpower your brakes to really drive the ball through, which you can't do, at least I can't do in real pool. By the way, full disclosure, I suck at real pool. <laughs> we all do. We're um, all horrible. Tons of options in this game. Tons of options. Uh... Different modes of play for eight ball. I actually prefer the UK version uh, because you don't you don't need the numbers. You just mm-hmm. need to know these are either yours or your opponents. Right. And here's the eight ball. Uh, for nine ball, which is what I played the most uh, on any pool game, and I like playing with a computer opponent. And this com- the computer opponents are fair. I mean, I never jacked the difficulty up to the moon, so maybe they get ridiculous. Uh, but I always felt like I had a chance. My biggest issue with this game is the controls. I like pushing the mouse mm-hmm. to make the to to uh, control your your stick. I like that you could set spin, and the spin was was pretty accurate. Also, one thing that was incredible: if the ball was against the rail, you couldn't put down spin on it. It wouldn't let you. You, and in fact, it made you hit the top of the ball. It was it was context aware, yeah. which a lot of pool games from that time period, I'm sure. Right, were not. which was that's in, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time I was trying to put backspin on it, and I, I didn't realize quite you know how close to the rail was. I was like, game screwed up. And then I, I was like, oh no, it's because I'm close to the rail. So it made sense. Uh, however, like I said, I prefer pool games where you have to actually push the mouse. Or push an analog stick to make the movement of the ball or movement of the stick happen because it adds an element of skill, in my opinion. When you just set the power and tell it to go, you're really you're playing geometry at that point. That's what you just said is my biggest gripe with this game. I like the especially on a system that has a mouse like the Amiga where you've always got that mouse. I mean, this would be like playing like world-class leader or something, where you just tell it how hard you want to hit the ball and you just click it. There's no, there's no chance element mm-hmm. uh, of of actually hitting the ball. I mean, we complain when we play Jimmy White that the, there should have been more options, right? I, if these two games could have a kid, we'd be laughing because this game has all the options, uh, but the actual game to me was less fun for the exact reason Brent said. The, uh, the I like having the uh, ability to to actually go in there with the mouse and, and do it myself. I, I like that. Now, I grew. It's funny how this game was. What this reminds me of, these things were a dime a dozen on the PC. In the old days, they were just sort of generic pool games. Somebody would knock one off. It's sort of similar to this. this is a, I mean, this is a much more well-done version, but it's, it's the same basic thing, except for the... I don't think I've ever seen a game where you don't actually move the cube. Yeah, think of. maybe, you know, I should amend my original statement saying, you know, as, as much as I like the way that they remove that the dexterity thing, 
maybe they should have, at least for the power, put like a, a rising and falling gauge like on world-class leaderboard or something. I'd rather just better use the stroke with the, the, yeah, the mouse. It is sort of odd that they didn't they didn't include. Well, that. to me, this is almost like a pool simulation. You're not really playing pool. You're simulating playing pool. You're setting up the shots. You can be super meticulous with your shooting mm-hmm. and it, with that gauge. And you would think that gauge would help you, and it does. But it's not like you do it every time. Right. I will say. Unlike a Jimmy White or some a virtual pool or something where you ha- use the mouse or something or some sort of means to move that stick back and forth, when you when you play this game, it does feel like it makes you feel like you're better at pool than you are. You are role cool. playing a person who yeah. is good at pool. Something that's else, what this game is. You're right. Something else you mentioned was that the the computer was fair. A lot of it depended on who you played against. Different players. There are tons of people in this game that are named people. They're not real professional pool players. I think the they're all named after them, the Team 17. Well, some beat. of them are from Team 17. Some of them are their friends. Some of them are people that worked in the magazine industry, including one gentleman who was in the magazine industry that they hated. And he's the worst player in the game. It's his name directly from the magazine. I read this many places. But they just, Team 17, they, they had... Uh, uh, they were vengeful against some of these magazines. I guess they'd give them bad review, or they didn't think it was giving them a fair shake. And so uh, they put a bunch of crazy names in the game, but it, a lot of it depends on who you play. Uh, some players are better than others, uh, especially when you get in like a tournament situation. And you're and you're going. I mean, when you you you'll know if you're playing with the better players because they'll be the ones. I don't know if you guys did. You guys actually do any tournaments? I didn't put it in a tournament. I played setting. a tournament. I, just I played, I just played one last players. night, and uh, I mean, when you get, to, I actually beat one guy, and amazingly, and then. But the next guy just stomped me. So I went ahead and watched the 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 how it progressed. And it was it was you could watch a good game of pool on this yeah. uh, by watching the computer. And a lot of times the computer uh, it reminded me sort of like battle chess. It would sit there and think about what its move was going to be for a little while. It didn't just it didn't it wasn't just like a bang bang operation. It would say okay, and then and you'd see it line it up. And it was it was that was cool. In fact, I liked every aspect of this game, with that one exception. That that was the one thing that sort of brought it down for me a little bit. And even with that. Because at first, I was like, what is this crap? I, after I played it for a while, I enjoyed it more. Because it made me feel like a better player, even more than those other games. Just because even with my dexterity, I was not good enough to be that good. I felt like a pretty decent pool player. And if you consider that when this was released, it was a budget title. Uh, for, uh, for a budget pool game, you've got yourself a, a great pool game yeah. here. Uh, I used to play an arcade pool game that was... Uh, I think it was a trackball game. I can't remember what it was. It was just, it was just exactly like this. It was an overhead view. You know, this one blows it away in ball physics. I mean, the ball physics are really good, which this sort of has a rep for having really good ball physics, and they did not disappoint. Uh, some of the things I, aside from the fact that you don't actually stroke, you know, do stroke with the, with the cue, the uh, there's not a ton of, of animation on the balls themselves when they rotate. If you oh, play, yeah, they don't If you play with them. the American balls, they look... I, I, I sort of started going with the UK balls, so I thought they looked a little bit better. Uh, the, the American balls, it's only like there's like maybe three three anim, frames of animation for each ball, you know, which uh, it's not that big a deal. That's kind of getting nitpicky, but I mean, it is what it is. One other thing that I learned when I was talking to the people in the chat, uh, I think Pixels at Dawn, he's quite the pool player. And oh, he yeah? was saying that... In UK, UK tables actually don't have beveled edges on the pockets, so it's actually UK pool is actually much more difficult. That would than, explain because I would get these pocket hangers. I mean, I thought they were impossibly mm-hmm, close. That mm-hmm. must have been what it was. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I like the idea that you can change the the actual surface. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I said the options. Of this were great. 
I like the fact that you can have eight people. I mean, you could sit down and play. I could see an eight-person tournament with this, and it'd be a lot of fun with actual humans. It'd be a lot of fun. Another fun uh, mode that we didn't talk about was Survivor. Right. And um, Survivor comes with a little, uh, you know, one of the things that this game, again, for a budget title, it's it's insane. It has an online manual. Yeah. You can look at the rules for all of the games inside the game. And Survivor, it's funny because it says, this game is often played for a little bit of money to sweeten the deal. And then right underneath it says, Team 17 does not endorse gambling. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, that game, you actually have a set number of lives. And when you when you miss a ball or you pocket the wrong ball, you lose lives. And it's neat. And I believe they have Speed Pool is another, is another game you can play in there. I mean, there are a lot of variances. A lot of them I've never heard of. Uh, I was like, man, this is... I mean, it's what we wanted with Jimmy... With that incredible engine, but this they they pulled it off again a, a budget title. Uh, I'm not going to hold the 2D against it because it works. I mean, so that's that that's all there is to it. Uh, it's a game I would I would probably go back to as a as, it's a nice diversion type game. Listen to some music, maybe you're chatting with your buddies on Discord or whatever, and you just kind of pop over to it. That would be a perfect time. I mean, we this is a, if you don't want to pay a whole lot of attention, you're doing something else, you're listening to music, you're watching TV. This game is perfect for that. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. perfect. Um, well, I looked up some reviews on this. See how they the Lemon folks. You know, they're uh, again. We've mentioned this before. They could be a tough bunch. This game was really beloved on there. They give it an eight point two, which is a real high mark. Yeah. And again, consider that this is a budget title. I want to drive that point home because we've seen budget releases, especially in uh, uh, stuff that we haven't covered or stuff that we laughed about because it was so horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, very rarely do you get a budget title like uh, soars to the heights of an eight point two on Lemon. Uh, the other magazines of the day, Amiga Computing gave it an 80. Uh, Amiga Format gave it a 94, which that's pretty darn good. Amiga Power, a 60, so I'm wondering if that's the people that hated them. Uh, and then they re-reviewed it in 94 because Team 17 had sent them the wrong beta copy. <laughs> so they re-reviewed wow. it the next month and gave it a 91. Wow. So they, they turned the corner. It must have been a real bad... Apparently, in the copy got sent, the, the geometry was all jacked up. Mm. They, they re, And, hey, I'll give them credit. They re-reviewed it, you know, the next month. Uh, CU Amiga gave it an 81, and the 1 gave it an 82. So, still, very few games we've covered on here that was everything was in the 80s and 90s. I mean, those are pretty darn good scores. Um, I looked this up on eBay. Uh, you can get the CD32 version of this for uh, 16 bucks. You are fifteen bucks USA. Now uh, I noticed that it looks like the CD32 version has a couple games on it. It's um, it's arcade pool and a couple other things like a comp. So because I was thinking, I mean, if, again, we've talked about the CD32 in the past. Can you imagine you buy your your beautiful new CD32 and you pop this in and this is what you're playing? It would be uh, I would be crestfallen to say the least because you're playing as, uh, as something as basic as it gets, mm. basically. I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks good, but I mean, it's it's just a table and some balls. There's nothing to it. I, the more, you know, every time we, we bring this up, I think people are just happy to have anything to play on the CD32. Uh, you might be right. <laughs> I, anyway, uh, you can get a copy of it for uh, uh, 32 bucks uh, on the CD32 in, in the UK. Now, uh, now, I look for some box copies. Uh, I found one in the UK, 52 bucks. And in Germany, you can get a copy of this for 20 bucks. So, sort of all over the map. Uh, I did see plenty of copies out there. So, it's not like they're, they're not out there to get. But it, it, uh, it doesn't look like it's, it's like super hard to find. Uh, but overall, you know, when you said we were doing a pool game this week, and I was like, a pool game? You know, how are we, what are we going to do with that? It would actually end up being more interesting than I thought. 
you know, when you, really, what is this missing that would have made it perfect? And it's something that nothing had then, which would be online play. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Now, this game did get a sequel. Did you know that? No. Uh, Microprose did a sequel to it. Um, not on the Amiga. And uh, from what I read, it was pretty good, and it did have some sort of internet option to it, uh, which would be great. Now, if you could get this game and play it on that um, that online Amiga game site, mm-hmm. which we should see Amiga there, Live, yeah. that would be tremendous. That would be really cool. Because uh, you could all enter your names, you could play little tournaments. Mm-hmm. That may be my mission this week, is to give that a whirl, because... Uh, um, this would be a fun game just to watch people play. And, and you could actually watch a decent game of pool and not just some idiots screw around. That's if you saw us in person is what you would get. Because <laughs> we were three of the worst pool players I've ever seen. But I liked it overall. Yeah. yeah. More or less. Um, Brent, any closing thoughts on arcade pool? Uh, you know, I like I said before, I've ran the entire gamut of pool uh, from the arcade to virtual reality pool where, you know, with motion controls and, mm-hmm. and really be able to lean down and get your shots. Uh, this is the probably the best 2D pool that's out there. And that's even with controls I don't like. But if you want a, a 2D pool that has really good ball physics and tons of options, I think this is where you have to go. Yeah. And uh, if you guys out there listening now uh, have... Pool recommendations for the Amiga. What's your favorite pool title? Make sure you leave a comment in uh, in YouTube and let us know uh, because we're always looking for more pool action. Do you have sure. an? Do you prefer two D to three D? I mean, overall, do you? Would you rather have that virtual pool sort of? If I'm playing on a retro machine, absolutely. I'm talking in general. Let's it, just throw it out there because two D games are still awesome sometimes, and sometimes they're better than their three D cowards. Which do you prefer? I mean, if you had the choice, boy. You know, I might still prefer 2D. Uh, there's just something there's something special about the the aesthetic, um, you know, and being able to see the whole table at once without having to to mouse around. Um, but I have played I played uh, the the virtual what is it VR sports bar mm-hmm. that has the the pool game that was really cool too. But I think I'm going to give the edge to 2D, just like in in most things in my gaming. I you know I prefer 2D. What about you? I having played VR pool. Uh, it, it it can't be beat. for realism, for look, for feel, for physics. But I'm talking. Are you, is that a game where you actually go into VR? Like, if you wear the goggles yeah. to play it. Let's take 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 that out of the equation. I, I still prefer 3D pool because I'm because th- I, I like to be able to look down and see where my shots are going, yeah. both in real pool and I'm mean, not that I can do anything about it. But I like to pretend like I can shoot things where I where the, I want them to go. By looking down to see where they're going, and you can't do that in two D pool at all. I think I'm going to go with boat on this. Two uh, D, really, you the three D aspect of pool. It was an easy thing to make three D because there's not that much to it. So it's one of the early things that got turned into a three D VR style. But I mean, when, the basic top down view is pretty darn sufficient most of the time, in my opinion, to to play a good game. It depends on what you want to do, though. Do you want to simulate pool, or do you want to role play someone who's great at pool, like this game does? I think I if do. I like. Want, I think I want to role play someone great at pool because yeah, I'll never be able to attain that myself. Because if you want to simulate pool, two D doesn't work. 
It's unrealistic the way you line up shots. I'm an arcade guy, though, so I would rather take the, the 2D simulation than the 3D non-simulation. That's uh, So that, uh, going against exactly what I said, but yeah, I think I prefer the 2D. <laughs> and for some reason, we lost the last five minutes of audio on the podcast, so I'm back again in post-production to tell you that next week we're going to be taking a look at a new Amiga game, the first new, brand new Amiga game we've ever covered on Amigos in our three-year history. We are going to be taking a look at Worthy. It should be a good time. We hope you'll come and check us out live. We film every Friday live at 5.30, except when we don't, but this coming Friday we will. And until then, we'll see you next time. Adios.